Come on, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Victory is ours. Why? Because God declared in his word, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your life. We thank you for another day that was not promised to us. We thank you for grace and for mercy that has allowed us to stand before you on today. As we stand before you, God, we call upon your healing manifestation. Not only to touch, heal, Lord, but save and deliver. Keep us out of harm's way. Keep us out of the path of the unrighteous one. Let your word abide, rest, and rule our lives, O oh God. Let our ears receive what you would have for us on today. Let our hearts terminate and receive and let this word grow inside out us, O oh God, that we can be doers as well as sayers of your holy word. I pray that you would anoint these clay lips to speak life into these, your people, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In the glorious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we all said thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Bless the Lord. John 15 in the 10th verse, amen. I will bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is with John 15 and 10 says, If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Amen? John 15 and 10, I'll read it one more time. If ye keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Today I want to share with you that love heals. Amen? Let me take this in the presence of the Lord, that love heals. It's amazing to me how of all the supernatural powers, the angelical powers that Jesus came to earth on, the most significant thing that he focused on was love. Love can and does cover a multitude. Amen? And because it covers a multitude, what does it cover? A multitude of faults, a.k.a. sin. Now, I know there are good people in this place on this morning, but none of us can say that we have never sinned. Amen? And because of God's grace and because of God's mercy, sin has been introduced to us in fact, we were born in sin and faith and iniquity. But because of this challenge, one has to remember that none of us are perfect. But thank God for love. 
Remember the song, When Nothing Else Could Help, Love Lifted Me? How many of you have been preached that and quoted scriptures that? And the folks quoting the scripture forgot to add one key ingredient with it. It's love. The church is hurting not because the word is not going for because love is not going for And with the love of God mixed with the word of God, it sounds like a win-win situation, at least to me. So Jesus was reminding his disciples that you can't love one without the other. Example. You cannot love God and not love Jesus. Amen? You cannot love Jesus and not love the Holy Ghost. Amen? Well, the Word of God tells me, how can you say that you love God whom you've never seen but have it out with your brother who you see daily? Something don't match. Something doesn't fit. So if I can say that I love God, but I'm not speaking to Sister Deidre, I need to check my mind. If I can say I love God, but I don't mess with Brother John, I need to check my life. Even Jesus loved Judas. Hello, somebody. He knew what Judas had to do. The problem is that you have Judas in your life, and you get so upset because that Judas is in your life, but that Judas is in your life for a significant reason. Let them do what they must do in order for God to bless you. Don't run your Judas off. Look at somebody. Don't run your Judas off. See, when you run your Judas off, you're messing with the oracles and the balance of God. Hello. I know somebody's saying, well, Lord, hurry up and do what you got to do with this Judas I got. Amen. But when you understand that Judas has a purpose, Judas is what really tests your love. Mother Sadbury, he's a sweet person. So you love that sister who came in here a few weeks ago. Y'all remember? Hello, somebody. Can you love her unconditionally? Can you love her enough to say, baby, God forgives you and so do I? Do you have that kind of love in you? One thing that we, we need to understand, that love is an action word. That means it's in motion. It's doing something. Listen to what Jeremiah says in 31 and 3. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, which means he has aged, he has gotten seasoned, he has learned some things in life. How many can go back and think back to what you did when you were 20 versus where you are right now? Hello? And you said, Lord, have mercy. I was living off of grace and mercy. But listen to what Jeremiah says. He says, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love, semicolon. That means I loved you even when you were in the world for foolery. 
loved you when you were too ignorant to know how to love yourself. I loved you when you were chasing everything but God. I loved you so much that I kept a protective hedge around you. And now that you have accepted me, you feel when enemies come your way, you feel when trouble comes your way. Listen to what he says. He says, therefore, because I loved you in your dumb, dumb state, relax. Therefore means, meanwhile, hold up the pause button. Therefore, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee. Now, if God has to draw us with loving kindness, what are we going to have to do to draw us with loving kindness? Am I making any sense this morning? When we look at love in three stages, the first stage is that love is natural. It is natural because of our makeup, because of our DNA, we are social creatures. And it is natural for us to want to feel love. Don't you want to feel love and appreciate it? Isn't it nice to have someone say they love you and they ain't trying to take nothing and get nothing out of it? Isn't it nice to know that you are appreciated and not being manipulated? Does that feel nice? So love is a natural state. God naturally loves us. Why? Because he created us in his image. He created us. But Sadbury, you couldn't deny that man if you wanted to. So I know you love him. And you couldn't deny her if you wanted to, and I know you love her. That's a natural love. That is the natural bond between parent and offspring. And regardless of what Fathers think fathers have that natural bond too. It's always associated with the mother. But that's the natural level of God. He said it's not meant for man to be alone. That's a natural condition. You were designed to communicate. You were designed to commune and dwell with us. You would go crazy without it. That's why the prison system instituted solitary confinement. You think you want to be left alone, but be left alone and see how soon you go crazy. See how soon you go crazy. The next thing is that love is an emotional thing. I don't have to explain this, but I don't think too hard. Because when you don't think somebody loves you, you ask for food, don't you? Hello. Even when it comes to God. Well, God don't love me. God loves me. Why is this happening? And why is that happening? Calm down. Look at somebody say, calm down. It's going to be all right. It's emotional. It'll make you do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. You'll go from this to this. emotional. What people have to understand, serving God is greater than our emotion. Because our emotion sometimes will tell us we're tired. 
I don't feel like going no more. Anybody ever felt like that? But the facts ought to kick in. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Doesn't that sound emotional? But he has to push through that. It's the Gethsemane. He said, Lord, let this cup pass. Doesn't that sound emotional? How many have cried out, Lord, I can't take no more? Please, Lord, take this cup from me right now, in Jesus' name. That's an emotional state. But the emotional love of God will come and soothe your very soul. He said, my son, my daughter, didn't I promise you that I would never leave you nor forsake you? When I flew in to St. Louis, I situated at my mother's house and we went straight to see my daughter. And when I walked through the door, we just embraced each other. It seemed like a long time, but it may have been a minute or so. We just held each other. That was an emotional boost. That was a natural boost. And we visit for a good little spell. And I told her I didn't come all the way over here for my good health. I came to talk to a champion. I came to check on my big baby to make sure she's going to do everything within her power to continue to fight the good fight. As I would check on her, time I was there, and so I don't know what y'all got going on, but she's starting to eat a lot better. She picked up, came to church for the first time in a long time, and we had a wonderful time in the Lord. That was an emotional pickup, which is my number three thing. It's also a spiritual love that comes from God that surpasses all of man's natural understanding. Man has a problem with God because he keeps thinking in a natural state and he's not thinking in a spiritual state. Man has become so intellectual that he has become spiritually spoiled. And when I'm talking about spoiled, I'm talking about the rotten spoiled when fools go bad. He has become so in-depth and in tune with his own way of seeing and thinking that he does not accept wholeheartedly the, the spiritual order of God. There's nothing wrong with questioning God's love. There's nothing wrong with questioning God, but have an ear to hear when the Lord begins to speak. Don't ask God for something, and he gives, gives it to you, and you don't want to accept it. That's just like asking me what's five plus five. And I tell you it's ten. You say, no, it's not, it's not. I'm not going to argue with you. If you stuff that is nine, then that's between you and whatever your uh, arithmetic skills are to figure that one out. But I know that it's ten. When God spoke to Moses, he said, Moses, you want to know what it was like in the beginning? Come with me. You don't have to hear it secondhand. I want to tell you firsthand 
But then man has a problem saying that man wrote the word when God administered the word to Moses through love and all Moses did was dictated what God told him. That's not writing the word. That's recording the word. Brother Johnson, I'm sorry, John, when you are recording the minutes for the Chamber of Commerce, are you actually writing those? You're recording them as they are speaking them. Why can't we have that same understanding and appreciation for God's word? The word has proven time after time again it's not as deceitful as you think it is. It's deceitful because we want it to be deceitful. But when we understand that the love of God heals us through his word, the love of God heals us through his spirit, the love of God heals us through our emotion, the love of God heals us through a natural process. And when we understand that, we can greatly move forward in our daily journey. Jesus began to revive the young lady who had died. Check the order and how Jesus operated. He only asked that the parents and Peter would join him in the revival process. By his death. Everybody won't comprehend how God loves work. Everybody won't comprehend how God loves heal. Everybody is looking for the physical when they forget we serve a spiritual God. And when God resurrected him, what did he instruct him? Don't tell nobody about this because it's not time yet. Sometimes God begins to bless us, and you're so quick to tell it that you delay and decay the process of God completely pulling you through. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Let God deliver you completely. Somebody say completely. Let him deliver you completely before you run and tell that. There was a young man that I went to visit, didn't want to visit. I did not want to visit. God told me to go visit him. When I went and visited him, God said, pray for him. And I prayed for him, reluctantly starting off. But it's something about when you just follow the will of God, when you follow the instructions of God. As I begin to pray, God begins to loosen me. Have you ever done that? When you didn't feel like doing something and you get into it, God begins to open you up. I began to pray. And Sister Deidre, you know what I did? I prayed and I left him there in the hospital. I said, well, Lord, I did what you told me to do. And I go now. And Sister Sadbury, to my surprise, two years later, I've forgotten all about the brother. Now he is looking at me standing up right, and I'm looking at him standing up. And I'm looking as if I saw a ghost. He said, yeah, it's me, Rev. He said, I thought I was gone, too. So don't tell me what God won't do. Don't tell me how he can and cannot operate. Because I've seen it for myself. And when God delivers things in your life, 
you graduate from believing to knowing. I know that God is a good God. I know that God is my Alpha and Omega. I know that God is my way maker, my provider. I know that God is my healer and my deliverer. Because why? I've tried him for myself. And when you try him for yourself, you do understand it was the loving kindness that kept hanging over me and around me. You think back to where God has brought you from where you were places that you know you shouldn't have been, but his grace kept you. You think back to when you did stuff you know you shouldn't have did, but his mercy gave you clemency. I know God is good. And because he's good, I have to keep on fighting the good fight. I have to keep on trusting and believing in him, even when it looks impossible. Remember, I'm looking for a miracle. I expect the impossible. I believe and receive that God is going to make a way for me. You believe that this morning for your situation. I don't care what anyone is talking against you. I don't care what a doctor has written you off. I don't care if your friend has stopped speaking to you. Love heals. And I'm not just talking about a sickness. I'm talking about an emotional, psychological healing can come over you right now. It's a matter of do you want to position yourself for God to start working. You want to position yourself for God to start moving. Not coming reluctantly, okay, Lord, I'm trying to I'm going to come to you now. No, come with a great expectation. When you purchase something, you expect when you open that package, what you purchase is in that package, correct? Amen. It's not, it's going to be some, it's going to be some furniture moving. I'm going to be upset. So when I, Come to God. I got to come with an expectancy that will make folk around me think I'm crazy. They already think you're crazy. They might well prove it by putting all your faith in God. God, I'm, I'm opening up to you. I give myself to you. My life is not my own. I belong to you, God, and because I belong to you, here I am. Use me. Open me up. However you see fit, open me up. And if it be God's will, God has for you, he is for you. I can't take your blessing, Jesus, because it wasn't designed for me. So, Barry, I, I can't steal your anointing because I wouldn't know what to do with it. John, the gift God gave you is not going to help me because it wasn't designed for me. That's why he said the gifts and the callings are without repentance. Don't envy someone for what God has given them. Don't envy someone for the gifts and talents God has given them. Maximize what you have. I only got one. Maximize that one because God said, I can make it dynamic with one touch of me. And another thing, don't try to be dynamic. Just be you and the Lord. And dynamic things will happen. It's just the way it is. So when he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, he's saying, try me. He's just saying, have you tried Jesus? Try me. If you can go 
and spend thousands of dollars to get educated in higher learning. You believe the theories and the concepts that they teach you. Can you at least try Jesus? It don't cost you nothing but a little time. It don't cost you nothing but a little sacrifice. And taste and see that he's good. For you say, when Paul declared, I've been young, and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I said Paul David, I'm sorry. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. I've never in the right for Satan. When his seed being real wide because love deals. Even when it seems treacherous. Taste and see. Even when it seems hopeless. Taste and see. Even when it seems like it doesn't make sense. Taste and see. Why? Because love heals. I pray that you would trust this process that God is doing in your life. Not just my life, but your life. Yes, I got some temples up there for, for what I need. I need both of my babies healed. Jasmine and Aisha. I, I, I need us healed. Amen. Not just not just the physical. I need the spiritual healing of God to come and cleanse us from inside out. And I don't know particularly what all your struggles are. God reveals some, but not all. It's not for me to try to open you up like a book and read you in front of God's people, but you know where you are in God, and you know what you need from God. Will you stand with me in prayer on this morning? Knowing that God is able to do what he said he's going to do above and beyond the call of what man is considering his duty. Because our true duty is to watch and pray. Amen? To watch and pray. Watch and pray. What am I watching for? I'm watching for all things that are of God and all things that are not of God. Why? Because I can know what to earnestly pray for. I know that God can move mountains. I don't have to climb mountains no more. I told you I stopped that song many moons ago. Give me the strength to climb. No, and when he says speak to the mountain, and the mountain shall be removed. Do you understand what remove means? It is no longer in your path. It is no longer in your path. That's why he said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And I'll move every mountain that comes your way, whether it's a physical, emotional, or spiritual. I am the great I am. Father, in Jesus' name, we are standing before you because you command in your word if there's any need that we have, that we come to you in prayer. We are simply humbling ourselves to you on today asking you to move the mountain. The mountain could be financial. I speak power over it right now. The mountain could be physical. I speak power over it right now. 
The mountain could be spiritual. I see power over it right now. The mountain could be emotional. I speak power over it right now. I'm not trying to be fancy, footloose, or free, oh God. I'm just coming to you as an humble servant, asking you to move all mountains. All mountains that will cause us to stumble. All mountains that will make us get faint in heart. All mountains, God, that would make us feel defeated. But victory is ours in your name. Deliverance is ours in your name. Healing is ours in your name. And we declare it right now, oh God. We thank you for your manifestation. We thank you for your due process. And we thank you for the overall victory. We give you the honor and the praise right now, God, both now and forever. All of God's people say, thank you, Lord. Amen. And amen. I tell you to praise them where you are right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mom.